The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome in. Into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 Head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our picks up there, our blog, our YouTube page, which just continues to grow. It's been a lot of fun seeing that growth over the first seven weeks of the season, so go check us out over at puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our great friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy simplified. Everybody knows as of now to use the promo code punt you get a 100 deposit match up to your first 100 download the app today or go to prizepicks.com how about this the guys over at prize picks they think of everything now you can cancel your entry if you don't like it within the first 10 minutes how great is that right if you make an entry if you get some injury news maybe you see a weather report you can go in and cancel that entry as long as you did it Within 10 minutes, it is simply the best way to get down on any sport that you love. The Braves are going to the NLCS. What a game last night as Freddie Freeman goes yard in the eighth inning. NHL hockey is back. NFL football, Thursday night football. We got a great matchup tonight. Buccaneers against the Eagles. And, of course, college football, our bread and butter. Prize picks is the best. You can do cross-sport entries. You can win 10x your money. We love prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com, download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT to get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Aaron, it's week seven. You called the Georgia-Auburn game last week for the SEC on CBS, and you're back at noon this week heading to Fayetteville as Auburn takes on the number 17-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. A great game that's going to lead into the game of the week, number 11 Kentucky against number one Georgia. We'll discuss all of that, but buddy, you're busy. Yeah, man, it, it's uh, it's amazing you start calling calling some of these games, and uh, my calendar just really gets crazy uh, during these weeks, which is great, man. I just love getting on these interviews, talking football, uh, talking SEC football, talking about these matchups within this conference this week. And I know, obviously, you and I will jump into some other conferences as well, but it's a big weekend in the SEC. Huge. I think we got some great football games all around and we'll dive into them throughout the show but florida lsu that big rivalry 
Florida pissed off about what happened last year, about LSU really derailing any kind of thought about making the playoffs. Crazy. Uh, Auburn, Arkansas, the game I'm on, I'm really interested in that one. I think both teams are very evenly matched. A&M going to Missouri. How do they handle the success of beating the number one team in the country, Alabama? How do they do it? Can they get back? Can they get refocused? Kentucky, Georgia, you just said best game of the weekend. Alabama, Mississippi State. Yeah, I got that one on the list. We're picking that game. Yeah, a tricky one. And then Lane Train back in Tennessee. I mean, every single game. Storylines. Minus Vanderbilt, South Carolina is really good in the SEC this week. Yeah, we got some great storylines. A great weekend in the SEC. We're about to get into bye week season, right? So Georgia and Florida are off next week before the cocktail party. Teams are going to start getting weekends off. So this week seven is a great weekend across the SEC. We're going to touch on those games that Aaron just mentioned. before we do that, let's dive into some news and notes. First, though, I see that trophy behind you. Um, I want you to pick it up and show everybody so they can go oh. to our YouTube page. It is the most I, preposterously big trophy in the history of the world. My, I can't <laughs> fit it in my, my No, my the only bag. place you can fit it is in your garage. So this is what Georgia did for all the former all-SEC players. I mean, put it in your chair just so I people can see it. I mean, I it's, it it's like a human being. Bookshop. It is. You're I, doing the show with... I have. So I, I left. I so I took Sharon's car to Athens. Let me get yeah, that. yeah. I I took Sharon's car to Athens uh, when I went to practice because it was a little bit more giddy up on three sixteen. So yeah. I like taking it more than my truck. And so I put it in the back seat of in the trunk. Yeah, buckle so that she's thing She's going to go grocery shopping the other day, and she goes, "Oh, thanks for taking it out of my trunk. How heavy is this damn thing?" I was like, "No, no, it's not that heavy." But I mean, I can't put it on my bookshelf. I mean, it, it's. It's way too big, way, way too aggressive. I want to be like, big. can I get this, but in a mini version so I can actually display this? And it's not just laying on the ground in my office. And the best part about it is you're going to get another one next year. So Georgia, uh, credit to them. I mean, it's awesome. They invite the former All-SEC players on their 10-year anniversaries, which ages us, to come back and you get honored at halftime or during the game, and they hand you these trophies. Uh, I got a couple of them last year, unfortunately, with COVID. Wasn't able to go out there, but I have two of them, and they got shit. The one last year got shipped to my house. I mean, the box was bigger than my door. I could barely, barely fit it into my house. Um, shout out to Georgia. Really cool honor. But the trophies are so Who's damn big. The trophies? Can we can we talk to someone about making? Hey, I got one. Of the it big might boys. be Chap Daddy, but no, Chappis. No, I, I got the Big Daddy. I need one that I can actually display. I'm trying to. You know, I love. I love. We call him Bob. I love your uh, Georgia Florida Hall of Fame. Bus, yeah, my Georgia Florida Hall of Fame bus, but it just is it weird to have a bus? Bring that one up. Let's see that one because that okay, looks so, nothing like you. So right? I don't know. If, for those who do watch the YouTube, I always angle my camera away <laughs> from the bus because I've had some people in interviews make fun of me for having a bus. But I'm like, is that something to Let's be see it? Get it, get it. Of? I want to see it because it looks nothing like you, right? With nothing. This is nothing to do with the fact with it not looking. Like <laughs> it's scary <laughs> as hell. Oh my it's god. Just like, should I be ashamed to be showcasing a bus <laughs> in my office? No, it, you're in okay. a hall of fame. Who cares? You can do whatever so I you should, want. I shouldn't angle my computer away at any moment when I do YouTube Zoom insert. Uh, no, you just you know, what you need to do is decorate it. So put some Halloween decorations on it, and then for Thanksgiving you can kind of put some fall decor, and then Christmas you put a Santa hat on it. I mean, you keep it festive. Oh. Keep Bob festive for sure. That's fun. I know my mom's like, Aaron my mom watches all these these shows, and she goes, "Why are you only showing half of your bookshelf?" I'm like, where she's like, it's kind of weird that you don't show that. I'm like, I'm, I've just had a couple people make fun of me for the uh, 
the bus. So I, I avoid putting it on TV, but you, you've helped me overcome that drive. Okay, Appreciate good. It. A little dive into Aaron Marie's office. Yeah. I think we just need to, we need to decorate Bob, keep him festive. That will be great. All right. Let's rip through these news and notes quickly, Aaron. I know we usually get a topic and dive into it for a little bit, but I think there's so many storylines across the SEC this week. We can touch on a little bit of everything. You mentioned it in your monologue, Lane Kiffin back to Knoxville for the first time, Ole Miss against Tennessee. Don't look now, but Josh Heupel has this Tennessee offense playing pretty well. I mean, there might be a lack of talent on the field, but he is scheming up some opportunities for these guys to run free. The total is 82 this weekend. What is that welcome back going to be like for Lane Kiffin as he brings the Rebs into town to take on the Vols? Well, if it's anything like when I went to go speak at the Touchdown Club of Tennessee about four weeks ago, it's not going to be good. because (laughs) They asked me a question about, I think I brought it up on this podcast, but I'll I'll say it again real quick, of who the next coach of USC is going to be. And one of my top guys in my shortlist was Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And I almost got booed out of the restaurant. Like, and you know, afterwards, you know, people are coming up to me, hey, we loved it. Thanks for coming out. But, you know, we really didn't appreciate you bringing up Lane Kiffin as a possible. I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like, they were furious. Like they were mad at you, like not joking that around. I, that I actually brought his name up during the the, the lunch. I mean, they, like, he was so disrespectful to everyone, the, everything that went down, this and that. And, uh, yeah, there's no love for Tennessee football and Lane Kiffin. Wow. So I don't anticipate okay. there being a warm and, and cuddly welcome back for him. Um, but you want something with the over-under? I'm like debating if that's going to be my lock yeah. this week because holy you gotta smokes, go over, right? these offenses. Yeah. Tennessee's rolling now. Hendon Hooker, is it, every single week he plays is another week of why the hell wasn't he the starter from day one because sure. this team probably would be 5-1 and one at the moment. Um, you know, the only Pittsburgh? Thing is that me, what you think? Yes, yeah. they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. We can go back to the beginning. You know, uh, Joe Milton overthrew about three touchdown passes in the first quarter against Pittsburgh. I mean, guys are running wide open. Couldn't scheme it easy. You know, you could punt the ball to the dude more accurately than what he was throwing <laughs> the football. Um, should team should be five and one right now. Yeah. The one thing I will say that that gives me hesitation about the over on that one is the fact that both these teams face this type of offense every day in practice. Yep. They understand the up tempo. They understand the width. Um, so that's why I'm like, eh, maybe the defenses may show up a little bit because they see it every single day in spring and fall camp and even during the season. But, uh, yeah, no warm and cuddly for Lane Kiffin. I'll say that. Yeah, and that game is a at, bunch of boot. That game's at 7.30 p.m. on SEC Network, so that crowd is going to be nice and lubed up for game time. And I'll, 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 I remain steadfast in this. I think, first off, when Tennessee is good, it's great for college football. Yep. But Knoxville, Neyland Stadium, at night with some, with some atmosphere – is one of the better environments in all the SEC. I, I truly do believe that. One of my favorite games when we played Aaron is when we beat Tennessee in 2011, and it was Coach Rick's 100th win at Georgia. That was a great game. We were winning pretty dominantly in the first half. Tennessee started coming back late in the third quarter. The place gets electric, 100,000-plus in the stands. It's going to be a great atmosphere this weekend, and I agree with you. No love lost for Lane Kiffin. It should be an interesting, interesting welcome back for him in Knoxville. Speaking of coaches, Ed Orgeron, LSU, the mm-hmm. wheels are falling off. Kayshawn Butte out for the season. Derek Stingley out indefinitely. A uh, lot of questions right now. A lot of questions down on Red Stick. And it seems like it's already a foregone conclusion that unless they were to run the table, which is not going to happen for the rest of the season, Coach Joe is going to be sent packing. And he led one of the best college football teams of all time just two years ago. What happens here? And more importantly, 
where would they go? Because I have a name that is getting thrown around some NFL circles. I wonder if they could lure him back to LSU. Well, he's gone. I mean, you he's gone. It's, 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 it's done. It, it's, it's done. I mean, they're not the, the who knows, because anything's possible based on the way we saw, you know, A&M beating yeah. Alabama this past weekend. But right now, when you look at this football team, um, you know, look at their schedule. They face pretty much everyone's a top 25 team besides one game. So that's a we'll give them that win. But four and eight ain't going to get it done. No. It, it just ain't going to get it done at LSU. And and it stinks because you think winning a national championship two years ago buys you some time. But it's just the way they performed last year, five and five, going four and eight, five and seven, even six and six. Five, say they find a way to maybe win two of them. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I think it, the writing's on the wall. I think they're moving on. They, they, they have to do exactly what you said, Drew. They have to run the table in order for them uh, to be able to keep him right now. So it's unfortunate, but it's the way we live it, the world we live in when it comes to, to SEC coaches. The only name that I know of, that I've heard of, and, and there's a lot of energy for it, he played last night, Billy Napier at okay. Louisiana. Okay. Big win last night. Yeah. I know that that he's had some opportunities this, this offseason. That would make a lot of sense, some places. especially as he's he, at Louisiana right now. Yeah, I think there is a lot of – um, momentum for him within the state to bring him over to LSU if 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 and when they move on from Edo. Yeah, I was going to say. And, he, and, he, and he's been recruiting the state too, so I think that helps. Exactly. Too. Yeah, he's you got know, some familiarity with the area, understands what Louisiana is all about when it comes to football, uh, and he can do it. He's run a program before. I think that's key because the name that I'm about to give you has not run a program before, but he would certainly be a very desired candidate for the LSU head coaching role if that does happen, and that's Joe Brady. Would you go to Joe Brady and say, hey, come create that magic that you did in 2019. He, of course, was the play caller. He brought all that energy with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the gang when they ran through their entire schedule and just demolished everybody in 2019. I'm hearing Joe Brady's name starting to get murmurs for that Las Vegas Raiders opening that just came about with the John Gruden resignation. I don't know if he's ready for that, but he will be a hot name this offseason. Expect that name to be in the LSU circle if Coach O does get fired. Billy Napier will be right up there as well. Yeah, you know, another name I actually heard this morning was uh, Bill O'Brien. And that's um, someone that obviously, yeah. if you're with Saban, yep. especially if you're an OC, I mean, the offense is doing their thing. It was more the defense last week than anything. But he's someone that obviously sure. has head coaching experience, now went to uh, Saban's rehab clinic, has yeah, been yeah. Uh, rejuvenated, and is now ready and has been given the blessing after the season to move on. Uh, and take another head coaching job somewhere else. So he's someone too that I, another name I would look out for as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 spot on there. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Foregone conclusion though. Aaron Murray says LSU going to be looking for a new head coach at the end of the season, and and I would have to agree with you on that. All right, some quarterback news here, and we're going outside the SEC. Obviously, if you watched the Texas-Oklahoma game a week ago, you understand that Spencer Rattler, preseason Heisman favorite, got pulled from the game. They brought in Caleb Williams, who's no slouch, five-star, one of the top recruits in all the country. He redshirted in Norman a year ago, comes in, saves the day. So what happens now? TCU coming to town, OU's about an 11- to 13-point favorite, very, very emotional game a week ago. Lincoln Riley keeping it very close to the chest, not announcing a starter. How do you throw Rattler back in there, especially if you do start Rattler? He knows in the back of his mind, if I don't perform fast and efficiently, I'm going to get pulled again, and this ship is sailed, buddy. I I, I think you have to move on to Caleb Williams. I do, to. which is unfortunate yeah. because 
you know, Spencer Rattler does have talent. He just has been very relaxed with taking care of the football this season. You can't win football games if you keep turning it over. Uh, and it's been an issue issue every single week this season, it seems like. So, yeah, Caleb Williams, if he gives you the best opportunity to go out there and play, you got to give him the go. And, and, and he needs the reps in practice. The one thing I don't like is if you're doing split reps heading into this game. Obviously, he's keeping things very close right now. But my only hope is if Caleb Williams is a starter and you know he's a starter, he better have been getting – all the reps are like 90% of the reps in practice this week because he needs it. Yes. You yes. just can't expect the kid to go out there and do what he did versus Texas with limited reps for the ones give, make the decision, stick with it. Yeah. Give them every opportunity to go out there and, and get ready for the game this weekend versus TCU, a quality opponent for sure. And then see what happens. So I, I, my bets on Caleb, I like what I saw last week. The one negative as you, you look at this game right now is, Oh my God, look what he did versus Texas. He's going to go out there and do the same thing. Now, every defensive coordinator has film on him. For sure. They know what he can do. They know what the offense looks like with him at quarterback. There's an expectation. You can game plan against him as well. So I'm not anticipating him going out there and, and, and doing what he did versus Texas. But right now, I do think he's the better option um, based on the way Spencer Rattler has played. So we'll see what he can do. First start most likely this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big game. I like TCU. Take the points. That's not on our board, yeah. but take the points with TCU. I think they're going to slow the game down, run the football. That'll be my fifth pick. Instead, okay. I can't make the fifth pick. Love I'll it. Be, uh, that will be, be Aaron's TCU. fifth pick. This leads right into our next topic. We've talked about it in weeks past, but it even picked up more exposure with the Spencer Rattler getting benched news. And that's about these big NIL deals, especially for some of these quarterbacks who got a ton of publicity around the endorsement deals that they signed this offseason early on in the season and their lack of performance so far through six weeks. Aaron, I was on SEC radio with you and Chris Childers yesterday, and you asked me great questions. I mean, we had a really good candid conversation about it because simply put, the guys who signed the biggest deals, the guys whose deals were most publicized in the media and on social media, think DJU at Clemson with Dr. Pepper, JT Daniels with Zaxby's at Georgia, Sam Howe with Bojangles, I think, at UNC. Spencer Rattler with, I don't even know, he signed a ton of them. It's making you scratch your head a little bit, right? The correlation is starting to become a trend. There are no coincidences. We all know this, right? You do the duty that lies nearest. Speech is gold and silence is silver. Silence is gold and speech is silver. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yep, got that one right. But... It's is, is this a trend? You were a quarterback. I think that's the important thing here. I want your perspective because, yeah, the public noise gets loud, Aaron. I'll tell you this right now. It's not going to stop. The business owners probably like that they're still talking about it because their businesses continue to get brought up in all these news articles. And simply put, Spencer Rattler is not playing poorly because he has a free car. I, I don't know. Please give me your thoughts. I don't think so. I mean, these guys have far more to worry about than, oh, I just played a bad game. I'm I'm sorry. I pissed off Mercedes Benz now. Like, no, (laughs) they're more like, damn, I just played bad. I didn't, you know, I didn't give our chance, our team a chance to win. I didn't, you know, help my draft stock and help my Heisman. stock. like, for sure, there's bigger fish to fry than worrying about. Did you piss off the people that are paying you money? And then I agree with you, what you said right there, Drew, and the fact that, you know, these brands are still getting brought up. So that's all they want. It's all about attention. It's all about how many times you've been tweeted. Yeah how many articles you're in and and can you bring eyeballs to your brand? 
And two, the money's already been sent. It's yeah, not like it's they're guaranteed. every single week saying, hey, you have to throw three touchdowns in order to get paid X amount of dollars. <laughs> that like, can't happen. You know, I, haven't, I haven't gone through every contract of every single player. Hell, I haven't gone through one of them. But I haven't seen anything where any of them have been done. Obviously, you would be more knowledgeable on that one. But there's not been one that I've heard of where it's like you have to meet X yeah, it can't happen. Amount allowed. of touchdowns or yards or interceptions or tackles in order to get the car. Like I don't think there was a tow truck at Spanler Rattler's <laughs> house this past week towing away whatever brand car that, that he's driving right now. That is correct. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, that's not allowed per the rules of name, image, and likeness. Uh, can't be contingent on performance. The money does have to be guaranteed. And as long as these business owners, brands, companies, restaurants, X, Y, or Z are being brought up, they're going to be happy. I read an article yesterday written by Darren Ravel, and the owner's like, hey, this is some of the best money we've ever spent. We love supporting our university. We love supporting our student athletes. Obviously, that's the trend here. It's not slowing down anytime soon. I'd just like to see these quarterbacks play a little bit better because Good quarterback play is enjoyable on Saturdays. I think the biggest difference, too, is just defenses are playing better this year. I think we all got caught up last year with, you know, these offenses and scoring points left and right. And, you know, it it was true. Defenses struggled because of the fact they could not tackle as much. There was less opportunity to go against your offense. Offenses can go out there and run seven on seven all day. You can run on seven on seven. You can do blocking schemes. Defense is a little bit different. They missed out on that opportunity during spring, summer, and for the majority of fall camp. They were left in the dust a little bit. And offenses had a huge advantage. They already had an advantage because of some of these rules. And they took advantage of it and is absolutely dominated last season. Defenses have caught up this year. They're playing better. And what does that mean? Quarterbacks just aren't going to get the crazy stats they've had in years past. Um, Doesn't mean they're bad. Doesn't mean they don't deserve the money and the attention, it just means that we need to lower expectations for the majority of these quarterbacks around the country. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And if you're a business who wants to get in on the NIL action, head on over to IconSource, IconSource.com. Download the IconSource app. If you're a student athlete listening, totally free to sign up. Brands can reach out directly to you and send you NIL endorsement deals. Aaron, IconSource bus coming to Athens this weekend. We're going to be on the corner of Lumpkin and Baxter or Baxter and Millage right there across from Ty Fricks and the gang uh, with the Letterman's Club. So high traffic area. If you see us, we're going to be bumping music, having a fun time. Come say hello. It's going to be an awesome weekend in Athens. Did I miss anything or do you want to get into prize picks here? The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest 
largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Let's get in the price Let's picks. do it. Let's get into prize picks. It. I need help. I need help on prize picks. I am doing awful this year. Like, seriously, terrible. If you have a prize picks lock, tweet it at me, at Drew Butler, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I need help in the biggest way possible. Prize picks is daily fantasy simplified. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Aaron, we've got great action this weekend, especially inside the SEC. So when you head on over to prizepicks.com or pull up that prize picks app, you're going to see a lot of opportunity. I think one game that really is going to catch my eye is how does Alabama respond? How does Alabama respond after losing last week at Texas A&M? They got to go back on the road. They're heading to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. We're going to pick this game in a little bit, but I would think... They come back in a big, big way. That is one team that I would not want to play after they've lost for the first time in 600-plus days. Right now at prize picks, Bryce Young over under 319.5 passing yards. And Will Rogers over under 299.5 passing yards? Come on, man. Is that free money? Are you going under Will Rogers? What about Bryce Young? I'm going under both quarterbacks. I'm not saying Bryce Young is going to have a bad day. It's just based on what... Mississippi State does defensively uh, with that, you know, more of that three, three, five, more DBs, keep everything in front of you type mentality. There's more opportunities for the running game for Alabama to really get going. So that's in my sense why. Plus those damn cowbells are annoying as hell. It's just a pain in the ass to play there. So I'm actually going to go under both of those quarterbacks for this ball game. All right. Under Bryce Young, 319 and a half under Will Rogers, 299 and a half. I'm going to go over Bryce Young, 319 and a half passing yards. I will go under certainly Will Rogers, 299 and a half passing yards. I think Alabama is going to come out fierce. Remember, this is where Tua got hurt a couple of years ago, Aaron at Mississippi State in Starkville when he hurt his hip. I think there's just a lot more storylines here. More importantly, Alabama's going to be super, super pissed. I would think that they're going to run it up. I don't expect Mississippi State to put a lot of points on the board by any means necessary. How about our boy Bijan Robinson? Okay, Oklahoma State, Texas is a really fascinating game. Oklahoma State's undefeated right now. They have a top 25 defense, Aaron. Texas's offense is for real. Yeah, they blew the game in the Red River shootout a week ago, but Bijan Robinson almost went over on his prize picks projections in the first half last week. This weekend against Oklahoma State, yeah, the game is in Austin. He is projected 110 and a half rushing yards against the Pokes. What do you think? I'm going to go over in this one just because how balanced the offense is. I mean, it's yeah. not just an offense where you can look at Texas and say, oh my God, we just have to stop. Bijan and we're going to be fine. They are throwing the ball over the ballpark. So you can't load the box. Um, we obviously know how good of a play caller Sarkeesian is. Bijan is a legitimate Heisman guy at the moment. He deserves the hype. I'm going to go over for him. This is a big time moment for Texas, a bounce back game. I think there's a lot of confidence in that locker room, even after a loss that, Hey, we can do this boys. Like we are just as good as anyone in this conference. I think the offense shows out once again this week. Um, you know, they haven't faced anyone like Texas offense. Yeah, they haven't Oklahoma State. So give me give me the over for Bijan. 
over 110 and a half rushing yards, Aaron Murray says, for Bijan Robinson up against Oklahoma State. I'm going to throw a name at you that we haven't necessarily talked about. We did discuss him in our NIL segment, but it's Clemson's quarterback, DJ Uyunglele. Clemson's playing Syracuse on Friday night up at the Carrier Dome. DJU is projected two passing touchdowns. I'm telling you right now, Syracuse on Friday nights, uh, funky things happen. They got two very good corners, too. Stud cornerbacks. So here's the thing for you. DJU projected two passing touchdowns over or under, but also Justin Ross has projected a half a reception touchdown. Do you think DJU gets more than two passing touchdowns? And you think if he does, does one of them go to Justin Ross? Uh, I think DJ gets one passing touchdown. Uh, and I think it would, if I had a bet who would go to it, go to Justin Ross. Okay. So you're going to go DJU under two, under two, and you're going to go Justin Ross over a half. Yeah. I think DJ two is max touchdown wise. I don't think he's getting three at the dome, Syracuse DBs. I'm, I'm pulling up my game chart from early in the year. I'm drawing a blank on names real quick, but they are legit on the outside. Really like those guys. Here you go. I'm gonna give you two names right now. Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut. Yep. Studs. Yep. Crazy things happen. Clemson's offense has not been anything very exciting this year. I take the under for the QB, and I think I take the over on the receiver. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Dabo kind of getting exposed without having that real franchise quarterback like he's had for the last eight years being Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence DJ you gotta gotta get that fixed it's crazy because I'm looking at ESPN.com right now and I didn't see the game but I have my top 25 toggle on Clemson's not in the top 25 that is Clemson at Syracuse Friday night at 7 p.m that's prize picks right there here are our picks I'm saying over Bryce Young 319 and a half passing yards Aaron says under Bryce Young 319 and a half passing yards Aaron and I say under Will Rogers 299 and a half passing yards Aaron and I both say over Bijan Robinson 110 and a half rushing yards Aaron says under DJU two touchdowns against Syracuse. I'm going to say over. I'm going to think DJU gets a couple back on track up in Syracuse. And we'll both go over Justin Ross, a half a reception touchdown. Head on over to prizepicks.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Major League Baseball, NHL, NFL, college football, cross-sport entries. Win 10x your money. Prize Picks is the best. We love our friends. Over at Price Picks, use a promo code PUNT. PrizePicks.com. All right, let's pick our games, brother. We're each 18 and 12 against the spread, which is really respectable. Our locks are one and five. Things need to change, okay? Things need to change, and they do change this week. Let's start with the game of the week, though. It's number 11, Kentucky, heading to Athens to take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. This is your 3.30 p.m. SEC on CBS game. Georgia is a 22.5 point favorite. The total... I have this written down wrong. I think it's 42 and a half points. I'll double check that. Aaron, start me off with your thoughts, please, sir. It's 44 and a half points, 44 and a half points. I think it's a great football game. I do. I think Georgia obviously wins this thing. No doubt in my mind about it, especially with the wake up call. They saw with A&M versus Alabama last weekend. They ain't trying to get embarrassed on CBS like Alabama did. So they're going to come out. We know the crowd's going to be crazy. A lot of energy in the stadium going back to that game versus Arkansas a couple weeks ago. So I like Georgia. I love the defense. You know, the thing with just the point spread, Kentucky runs the ball really well. You know, it's funny. I was on the um, the radio with, with Peter Burns this morning. He's like, all right, you're so confident in Georgia. Let's do a position breakdown. 
who is the better quarterback? Who would you take right now? Will Levis or Stetson Bennett? I'm like, you know, Stetson's playing super efficient. You know, I love Stetson. I think Will Levis is the better quarterback and he played really well versus LSU. So I'll give the slight edge to LSU just slightly, not a lot, just slightly. He said, who is the better running back? You said uh, you meant Kentucky. You said LSU. You'll give the slight edge to Kentucky. Yes. Give the slight edge to Kentucky. He's like, who is the better running back? I'm saying Kentucky is the better running back. George is the better running back depth. Yes. hundred percent. But better running back. You give it to based on statistics. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with that. He said, who was the better number one receiver? Yes. I said, McConkey, of course. No, I was like, no, Wondell, Robin, Wondell um, is a beast. Yes. I he mean, is. so Kentucky, he's a beast. He, he's absolutely, he's one of the best playmakers in the SEC. Tight ends, Georgia, coin flip at the offensive line. So, I mean, pretty similar offenses in what they want to do. Um, pretty, pretty much the same, obviously big advantage to Georgia on the defensive side, but this is an offense that wants to run the football for Kentucky. They got the running back. They got a, a big, strong quarterback that can run it down your throat as well. They got one of the premier wide receivers that they'd like to match up and move around and jet sweeps, put them in the slot, put them outside. All in all, they're going to try to shorten this game up. Yeah, they're going to eat the clock, run the football, eat the clock, play the field position game and and force Georgia to have to drive down the field. And I'm still, you know, for even how good they played last week on the road versus Auburn, this is not a extremely dynamic offense for Georgia because of the the lack of depth at the receiver. The playmakers are still hurt. I think Kentucky defensively is pretty darn good. So I think they could keep this game to somewhere around like 31 to 10. So I mean Georgia still blows them out. Yeah. But they keep it under that 22 and a half. Yeah, I'm going with the dogs here. Okay. I'll just say this right up front. Kentucky's never won a big football game in their program's history. Seriously. Remember what happened in 2019? Georgia had to go to Lexington. Is that right? Georgia? No. Yes. I think that is correct. They had to go to Lexington. It was for the SEC East. It was a huge game. There was a ton of excitement around it, and Georgia just absolutely whooped up on Kentucky. You've been talking about it week after week. Home field advantage is so real this year, especially after last year with limited capacity and or no capacity. Georgia and Sanford Stadium is going to be so loud at 330. It's the first time the dogs have been ranked number one in season since 1982, as we discussed on Monday. This is too big of a spot for Kentucky. Georgia is going to shut down their offense. I get it. Will Levis, okay, give him credit. You know, I know Rodriguez is a good running back because he gets 120 carries throughout the season. He is their premier back. Wandale Robinson, yes, of course, he is their featured wide receiver. But look at Georgia's defense as a whole. I have to shout out a tweet that I saw this morning. This is from Dog Sports, at Dog Sports, D-A-W-G Sports. He was responding to somebody saying, I am sick of all this Georgia confidence. Georgia fans are acting like their team is the 85 Bears. It's nauseating. And he quote tweeted it at Dog Sports and said, this is an absurd comparison. The 1985 Chicago Bears gave up 16.3 points per game through six contests. Georgia is only surrendering 5.5 points per game. Think about that. 5.5 points per game. It is crazy. And the fact that people say, I haven't heard this this much, but some would say Georgia hasn't played anybody. Others would say, you know, their competition has been low. It's kind of kind of hiding the, the real statistics behind Georgia's success on the defensive side of the ball. That's just not true. Georgia's absolutely loaded on the defensive side of the ball. I think this offense is starting to understand what they are good and how they can continue to 
run at a fast pace and put points on the board. Get this too, Aaron. George is not healthy by any stretch of the imagination. Not even close. George is not healthy by any stretch of the imagination. I'm going to read out these 12 names that were currently out or injured after last week, and I know some of them will be back on the field against Kentucky. These are big-time names. Jamari Sawyer, Chris Smith, Kenny McIntosh, Jermaine Burton, Marcus Rosemey Jack St. JT Daniels, Amir Speed, Tresman Marshall, Tate Ratledge, Arian Smith, George Pickens, Jalen Kimber, Dominic Blaylock, Ryan Davis. I mean, what is going on here? This is such a deep team. They have so much talent. They're very well coached. They are prepared for this moment. Game day's in town. SEC Network's in town. 330 SEC on CBS. Georgia's going to wipe the floor with Kentucky. The only way they don't cover is if Kentucky gets a late score. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I see 35 to 10. That's a cover. That That's exactly that's what I cover. think happens here. Uh, and no, I think Georgia's going to continue to rock and roll. Yeah, please. First time two SEC East teams will face off with both being 6-0 and or better. First time ever? First time ever. That's never happened with Georgia-Florida? Nope, never happened with Georgia-Florida. Really? Yeah. What a statistic. Wow. Fact check or you know that for a fact? I mean, it's on SEC Network right now. I, I know. Okay. Um, I'll trust that. Cole, Cole hit me up this morning. Cube like asking. He's like, hey, did you – same thing as like as Georgia Florida in your recent memory ever been six and zero each heading into that game. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm still a fairly young cat, but not that I can ever no. remember. No. Wow, that's a fascinating statistic. Cole usually tweets out really good nuggets too at Cole Kublik on Twitter. So. Yeah. I think this point spread talks to more about Kentucky than it does about Georgia. I don't think Kentucky is necessarily that good, and they're also coming off two huge wins, beating Florida at home for the first time in 20-plus years and then beating LSU. I just don't think they're that good. I think they're going to get exposed this weekend. You never think they're that good. They are that good. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it talks more to Georgia being on a different level than everyone else in the country than it does where Kentucky is. I lay the 22-and-a-half. Aaron's going to take the 22-and-a-half and and says definitively Georgia's going to win. Kentucky's going to be 10-and-2, 11-and-1. Okay. I mean, that's a that's a really, really good, good football team that to me, that just screams Georgia is just that much different. Yeah. I, OK, I agree with you. I'll, I'll, I will buy that. Um, no, you can disagree. We're on, we're on different you, sides. I know how much you hate freaking Kentucky. <laughs> I, I just know. think Stoops is one of the best coaches. He is certainly certainly what he's done. There's absolutely incredible. I agree. I agree. And I think Georgia wins this game handily. Oklahoma State taking on Texas. Oklahoma State's undefeated number 12 ranked team in the nation. Top 25 defense. Texas hanging on to that number 25 spot after blowing it against Oklahoma a week ago. This game's at noon on Fox. Texas is a five and a half point favorite. Think about that. The total 60. I'll just tell you right now, this line stinks out loud. There is no way, shape, or form that Texas should be a favorite over an undefeated Oklahoma State team with a top 25 defense. So you know what that means? That means I take Texas. People are a lot smarter than me out in the desert. Normally, I would say give me the points with a top 25 defense and an undefeated team that's ranked in the top 15. Vegas says not so fast. We're going to lay five and a half. Texas is at home. They have a very explosive and balanced offense. So I'll ride with Sark, Casey Thompson, Bijan Robinson thinking that they'll put some points on the board win by a touchdown i'm on texas minus five and a half i am on texas as well this offense is rolling right now with casey at quarterback um i said earlier i think there is a confidence after that game versus oklahoma that they can compete with anyone in the big 12 uh the offense is just too tough man you want to like i said you want to load the box they can throw the football you want to kind of play back and play cover two uh Bijan is absolutely just dominating the run game right now so Texas at home, the fan base is feeling it. 
uh, I like him with that five and a half points as well. Yeah, that'll be a fun game to watch at noon for sure, but we're not going to be watching it unless you have two TVs because everybody will be on SEC on CBS watching Aaron Murray call the Auburn-Arkansas game, which we'll get to in just a minute. Let's go to 7.30 p.m. game on SEC Network, number 13, Ole Miss, heading back to Knoxville to take on Tennessee. It's the return of Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss is only a three-point favorite. The total is 82. You got to go over here on the total for sure. Is it bad to say I think there's a little bit of overconfidence in Knoxville? I think there's a little bit of overconfidence. They have yet to play in a big spot. This is, by all intents and purposes, a big yep. spot. Um, I do think Ole Miss is able to cover three points. I think they'll be able to put a lot of points on the board. The defense, hopefully they can stop somebody. They were absolute embarrassment a week ago against Arkansas. I'll just lay the three with Ole Miss. I think this is kind of that moment where Tennessee gets really excited, and unfortunately, it's one of those growing pains. Hey, we're going to learn and get better from this experience. Lane Kiffin will have the boys ready to go. I'll lay the three with Ole Miss. I'm with you, and I thought it was really impressive watching Matt Crowell last week. I mean, the year before, he threw five, six interceptions versus Arkansas. He came back, had a great game. They ran the ball extremely well. Um, Yeah, they can't play defense, but I just don't have faith that many people can slow this offense down. I know Alabama – did well and a lot had to do with play calling and going for uncertain situations that really hurt that offense for Ole Miss. But still, you're, you're talking about one of the premier offenses and quarterbacks in all of college football. Tennessee, depth-wise, it's just not there yet. I mean, they're going to be able to throw some punches in the first and second quarter, just like they did versus Florida. But they just get worn out. Third and fourth quarter, the depth really starts to hit that defense. I think you're going to start to see some really explosive plays from the Rebels. So. Give me Ole Miss. I think it's a, I think first half super competitive. Really? Like almost like a moment like, oh my God, Tennessee has a chance. Ole Miss. I mean, same thing with Florida. They were super comp- They were three points down at halftime versus Florida. Yeah. Second half, Emory started running the ball well. Yep. And they just ran away with it. I think the same thing could happen in this one. Ole Miss with that three points, take it. Alabama's now ranked number five. That's weird to say. They're heading to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. This is your 7 p.m. game on ESPN. Alabama is a 17-point favorite. The total is 57.5. Is this just complete revenge and domination by the Crimson Tide here, Aaron? Or do you think Mississippi State, Mike Leach, Will Rogers, and the boys have what it takes to slow it down, keep this game respectively close, cowbells in action? What are your thoughts? Oh, man, do I want to see it happen so bad? I really do. I mean, how great would it be to see Mike Leach beat Nick Saban uh, or at least make make this thing competitive? And I think they can. I'm I am so up in the air in this football game. I'm going to go with Mississippi State. You're going to take I the am, points. I, I mean, everything in my body is saying you're an idiot. Saban's going to have those guys rolling. I just have no faith in the linebackers for Alabama. I have no faith in the secondary for Alabama right now. I, I don't. I think Mississippi State is going to be able to dink and dunk, dink and dunk, take some shots, um, play keep away. And, and and Mississippi State's defense has been pretty darn good this year, too. Um, they do a great job keeping everything in front of them. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. And they're coming off a of bye week, too. They've had time to prepare. Oh, for this yeah. Game. I didn't even think about that. So I'm going to take Mississippi State with the 17 points at home. That's a lot of points, and Alabama got exposed a little bit with that defense. I know they did. You know, Mike Leach is licking his chops, especially so, scheming I mean, up his game plan off of what he saw. Yeah, they yeah, you're right. For, and they haven't played well on the road. I mean, go back to Florida. They didn't play great. Florida wow. almost won that game. Wow. They lost to A&M on the road, didn't look great. It, they struggle on the road right now. Yep. And a lot of it has to do with leadership. We've heard there's some issues when it comes to leadership in that locker room, and it, it's shown two games on the road this season. 
man, you almost talking me into it. Um, I, I can't fade Alabama. I, I have to lay the 17 points you never here. Fade I, think, nope. I think the leadership is Coach Saban. Right. And I think that he has been riding these boys all week long. I didn't even think about Mississippi State coming off a bye week. You know, Coach Leach was sitting there watching that game against Texas A&M, drawing up plays while sipping on rum with his pirates surrounding him. But I think Alabama takes care of business. I know it'll be a ruckus environment. I know that the Cowboys will be out in full force, but it's Mississippi State. This is Alabama. I mean, the schools are 45 minutes apart. Give me a break. Lay the 17. I'm kind of scared because I'm all chalk right now. And unless I talk myself or you talk me out of this Auburn-Arkansas pick that I have written down, uh, I might be all favorites this week, which would be alarming. Ooh, but who knows? Who knows? Good. I'm on Alabama. Lay the 17. Aaron likes Mississippi State. All right. Aaron's game. It's at noon on CBS. Noah Eagle, Rick Neuheisel, and Aaron Murray will be in the booth for Auburn, heading to Fayetteville to take on the number 17-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas is a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now. The total is 53. Aaron, give us your game breakdown. You obviously can't make a pick. I think it's a great football game. I, I love both of these teams. Um, you know, Both defenses are pretty darn talented. Arkansas has been a little bit exposed past two weeks because of the run game, and, and that's exactly what Auburn needs to do. Auburn has not been able to run the ball for about three weeks now. Tang Bigsby has been non-existent. Uh, last week, Bo Nix, negative 16 yards rushing. They have to find a way to run it, and what better team to do it than, than against Arkansas, who Georgia two weeks ago absolutely killed them in the run game. Uh, Ole Miss last weekend absolutely dominating the run game. So both weaknesses, we'll see who, who made the improvements during this week in preparation for the game. Bo Nix has to be better. Bo Nix's feet have to be calmer. The receivers have to play better for Auburn. Uh, I really like what KJ Jefferson's doing. Um, so overall, I mean, it's a coin flip. I think both these teams are pretty equal, honestly, on paper. Um, our, obviously, at Arkansas gives them a little bit of advantage, home field advantage. Um, I don't know. Good luck. I'm glad I'm not making the pick on this one, and I can just get to sit back and call it on Saturday. Yeah, see, I'm going to roll with the chalk here. I, I got to go with Arkansas. Two tough losses on the road after such an exciting start to the season. I don't think this team has given up. I don't think they've lost any faith in their coaching staff. We all love Sam Pittman. They're finally back at home. I'm going to roll with the Razorbacks, minus three and a half. I think Barry Odom will be able to shut down the Bo Nix heroics that he tries to get going. Sometimes you scratch your head when he runs 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage then tries to throw some something up in the air but it looks like db is all chalk this week that's right i'm gonna lay the three and a half with arkansas i just think at home kind of a, a season saving game for all the excitement that they had aaron through the first four weeks this is a big spot for arkansas i think that home field advantage plays into it a great rivalry here in the sec west i'll roll with the razorbacks you said your fifth pick is going to the big 12 the tcu oklahoma game. yeah i'm gonna go tcu on the road getting 13 and a half points i believe versus oklahoma I said Oklahoma, new quarterback. Uh, They've had time, TCU, to game plan versus him to figure out exactly how this offense looks. And Oklahoma just, you know, they haven't covered a lot this year. They haven't been super impressive. Um, And and it's dug in at quarterback for for TCU has been been tremendous. Evans at running back. This is a very good, I wouldn't say very good, but this is a good TCU team. Yeah, they can run the ball. I think everyone in the Big 12 kind of smells some blood in the water right now with yep. the Sooners, mm-hmm. and I think they're ready to attack. All right. I like that pick. TCU plus 13 and a half. So, Aaron, 
Uh, you have three dogs this week, and I have five favorites going all chalk, punt, pass, and pick. We're both 18 and 12. We'll see who separates himself this week. Now let's go to the locks. Let's go to the locks. Please give me a winner here. I don't care if I go 0 and 5. As long as I get my lock right, I mean, holy cow. Unless your lock is one of your five favorites. No, it is not. I'm going to go. I'll give you my flip the field special. It's also called the flip a, flip a coin because it's 50%. I mean, way less than 50%. This is awful. This is embarrassing. Colorado is laying seven at home against Arizona. Arizona is the worst team in college football. It is embarrassing what the Arizona Wildcats look like right now. Colorado's at home. This is a rivalry-esque type game. I will lay seven points. Buffaloes, please win by more than a touchdown. That is my flip the field pick of the week. Please put a W. Please put a W on the board so I can get to two and five. Colorado minus seven. I'm going to go... With AM. I think confidence in Calzada right now is shooting through the roof. Confidence in that football team. Missouri can't stop anyone. Missouri's defense is is maybe the worst defense in the SEC at the moment. Um, which hurts me because I you know how much I love Connor Bays like a quarterback, yeah, yeah. but it's hard to win games when you can't stop anyone. I think AM and that rushing attack, that confidence in Calzada, go to Missouri and uh take care of that nine point spread. Texas A&M minus nine is Aaron's lock of the week. Colorado minus seven against Arizona is my flip the field free pick. Hopefully we do well this week on punt, pass, and pick, and we each get a W on our locks for this season. It's been a great episode. Week seven, a big one in the SEC. Aaron, you're on the call. SEC on CBS noon, Auburn against Arkansas. Anything on the way out, my man? Another great weekend. I said at the beginning of the show, if you're an SEC fan, which I know a lot of our listeners are, this is an incredible weekend of matchups um, for those Georgia fans. Going to be a fun one. Hope you enjoy Athens. Go check out Drew. Go yeah. check out the big icon bus. Yeah, buddy. Learn a little bit more uh, and enjoy it because it's a bye week, which is the wrong timing because I looked at my schedule next week and I have a Thursday game. I'm like, uh, oh, I could have gone, gone to the game. game. Yeah, that's a bummer. But at least I'll get a weekend just to relax in the lake. Absolutely. Relax in the lake, play a little golf, golf hang with the family. Again, this episode has been presented by prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com, Download the prize picks app, daily fantasy simplified, win 10 X your money, cross sport entry. So much action in the sports world right now. An awesome slate of college football in the sec, NFL, major league baseball playoffs, NHL just started up. Use the promo code punt. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Prizepicks.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use your phones and follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. For Aaron, I'm Drew. We will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 
50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 